Hello, ghosties. Welcome back. Today, we're talking about past lives, how they can come through, and what they can tell us about who we are today. And just a reminder, as usual, that everyone has different views on things, and that's okay. We don't ask you to believe what we do. We just want to share what we've found in our personal path with others. We are so excited about this topic because <laughs> we have thought about doing this topic for quite a while now, and... We finally were just like, it is time. It is time it to is dig time. into the past lives. And we know that a lot of you also have a lot of questions when it comes to past life um, related things. So hopefully this answers a couple questions for you. Hell yeah. I'm going to dive into it. Past lives are a really uh, popular topic in spirituality. It doesn't matter if you're new to spirituality or you are proficient or have been doing this for a long time past lives come up at some point or another or there's at least some curiosity around them so i knew we knew that this was going to be a topic of great interest and for good reason so if we get into the meaning of a past life the concept of a past life refers to the belief that a person's soul or spirit has lived previous lives before their current life before their current lifetime and according to this belief, a person's current life is not their first existence, but rather a continuation of their soul's journey throughout multiple incarnations. Yes. So it's it's essentially TLDR, <laughs> the belief that our lives don't end when we die. They just mm -hmm. continue on into other lifetimes, which to be honest, I mean, it sounds exhausting, but our souls are excited about it. <laughs> our souls Even love this we, shit. They fucking love it. We don't always find that appealing because, like, it sounds yeah. like, you know, you can never retire, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, can I cash just... in my 401k yet? It's been like, like a thousand, no. <laughs> like, lifetimes. Like, come on. <laughs> the oh 401k never, never actually <laughs> is a thing. They're like, oh, well, <laughs> you signed never up matured. for two lives, not one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're going to have sorry to go back that. down. <laughs> snake oil all over this snake oil <laughs> you're on for another shift <laughs> <laughs> the old bait and switch that's oh, what no. lifetimes are yeah so a lot of people have a question between what is the difference between a past life reading and regression and we really want to go through this because this is a really common thing for people to mix up and i think when people think of regressions I think what they're actually thinking of most of the time is people doing readings either from another person or for themselves on their past life or doing some sort of meditation to reach their past lives. And that is a way that you can connect to your past lives. You can do it through meditation or dreaming or, you know, getting a reading from someone like Alyssa or I or someone else who does past life readings and connects to your past lives. But you can do that yourself and you can also do it through hypnotherapy which is considered a regression and regression is a type of hypnosis that they do to help you regress back into your subconscious that helps you to reach past life memories so that is what regression is it's done under a professional setting under a professional hypnotherapist we hope. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you explore the past lives from there. And you do hear about regressions a lot when it comes to people like uh, getting abducted and stuff. Sometimes they'll use that as well because our subconscious holds on to a lot more detail than our conscious mind does. So hypnosis can help us reach those levels 
that our conscious mind kind of pushes away or like selectively forgets, right? We don't need to remember that in order to get through everyday life. So oftentimes, you know, if someone comes to us and asks like, like, can you answer this about my past life regression? It's normally, normally referring to a reading versus a regression. So that's a good, right, good explanation right. of the difference between the two. It's just one of those things that we see and we're like, ah, but that's not what you think it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all on the same page of what yes. a past life reading versus a past life regression. Yes. We want to also be in past the life same regression. Boat. Yes. Is literally like, you know, abbreviated to PLR if you you know, Google into it. So the next question that we have is how many past lives can one person have? This is such a common question. So so many people have this question and I understand why, because you would think like, I, I, well, no, maybe you wouldn't. I, I don't assume that everybody has one because there have been people that I have met that have no past lives. Like this is their first incarnation, which is honestly a trip. It's a trip. It was weird. That's, <laughs> that's, I know it happens. Well, mm-hmm. so to answer the question, you can be a brand new soul with a brand yeah. new lifetime, like this yeah. being your like first this is lifetime. your first lifetime incarnated from spirit. Yeah, exactly. Or you could be a super old soul, like since the beginning of basically the universe. So as soon as right. there is life to be had for a lifetime to be had, you can you can be very very old, and you can be anywhere in between. So I I personally have never met anybody who is a new soul with this, you know, with this lifetime that I am in. I have never met someone where this is their first lifetime. I've always met people who have had at least like one other or way more. To me, I feel like having a a new soul, I wouldn't say necessarily that it's rare, but it's just I don't, I haven't come across it. And It's quite unusual. It's yeah, it's unusual. unusual is a good way to put it. I wouldn't say rare, but unusual, I, I would think, is the yeah. right way to put it. And when we say, like, life in any planet, like, you could be, like, a little yeah. a little organism. Yeah. Like, since like, life. Like, life. Yeah. yeah. Like, since you could be single-celled anything. organism. And like, this, a single-celled this... organism is life. Yes. And it could be yes. anywhere mm-hmm. in the universe. Yeah. And a lot of people have questions about like what you can be in a past life, which we'll get to, but like the age of someone's soul and the amount of lifetimes that people have varies so much from person to person. Like some people can have 10 past lives. Some people can have a hundred thousand past lives. Like it really just depends. And those past lives can be on earth. They can be in other realms. They can be on other planets. They can Mm -hmm. be in other galaxies. I mean, they can just be anywhere. So it's it's not just limited to earth and if you're limiting no. to it to earth you are you're shorting yourself you're not paying <laughs> yourself the big bucks like it's just only <laughs> one part of the paycheck <laughs> make sure you look into that uh, that state tax yeah you get, you got to put some money in savings <laughs> yeah god so hopefully that answers that question well the short and sweet of it is it varies is it very yes yes but going into what you can be in past mm-hmm. lives you can be human mm-hmm. so, so like a person that lives on earth of course you can be animal you can be mm-hmm. plant you can be organism you can be a breath of air and the wind <laughs> like <laughs> like honestly the sky and the universe and everything in between is the limit you could be a fly 
I, yep. you know what? It's funny. Yep. Actually, this is bringing up back a memory that I, <laughs> it's actually one of my, I love this memory so much. Back when I first was getting started with my spiritual journey, um, there was a store that I hung out at all the time in my hometown and a very, very sweet lady who owns it. And there was a mom and her daughter who came in and her daughter was like pretty young. She was like, maybe like four or five. And the mom comes up to the counter. She's like talking to the store owner and me. She said, I was talking to my daughter the other day and we got on the topic of past lives. And she said that her daughter came up to her one day, uh, was talking about like weird stuff. And her mom was like, what are you talking about? Like, are you, are, are you remembering something? And she was like, yeah, mom, I was a squirrel. Love that. <laughs> and she was, And she was like, oh, well, when were you a squirrel? And she was like, in my old life. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And she was like, well, why, why were you an, a, a squirrel? And she was like, why not mom? <laughs> and she that was is like, the question. She, was, <laughs> she was so convinced and so frank about like being a squirrel. She was like, nobody would pick to be a squirrel. <laughs> so she was like, after that, I just believed that people have past lives <laughs> because my daughter was so candid and just so open about being a squirrel. And she was just like, yeah, of course I would be a squirrel. Duh. Like <laughs> just, but no thought about like, why that would be important. Like everybody wants to be like, you know, this really important person. And the kid is just like, yeah, I was a squirrel. <laughs> like, I she was like, vibe after with that, that kid. So right? right. I vibe with that kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's so cool though, because oftentimes kids are the ones that remember their past lives. They have a lot mm -hmm. of past life memories come through. There have been so many cases of children having memories that can be traced back historically and with accuracy. So with, it's, with really uncanny yes. accuracy, like yes. to the point where it's undeniable accuracy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like you, there, there's a, there's a lot of cases of this. If y'all just want to Google that shit, like head down yeah. the Google train man and take a read into like kids recalling past lives and shit. It's wild. It's wild. Mm -hmm. The shit that they'll remember. Even I have had experiences like that. I went to Virginia city for the first time with my mom, which Virginia city is like an old mining town in Nevada. It was the, my first time going. My mom was doing some research for a book she was writing at the time. And we walked into the Piper's opera house and I saw a woman when I got in there and she was like dressed in, you know, traditional clothing. And like, they, they had a lot of people who would dress up, you know, as like people who, from that time to like be almost like, Oh, welcome to the wild west, you know, stuff like that. So I rushed past her up the stairs. I, granted, I had never been in this building. I had never been to this town before, but I knew exactly where I was going. And I, I ran in the door and my mom was looking for a specific picture of a woman who had, I don't know if you're familiar with the, I think it's based on a book, but it's a movie too called Somewhere in Time. No. It has Christopher Reeves in it. And it's, it's actually very romantic. It's, it's really nice. It's a time period romance. Anyways, there was a photo of someone who was in the Piper's Opera House that that book and or movie was based off of. And my mom told me like, before we went in, I was like, what are we, what are we going in here for? And she was like, oh, I'm looking for this certain picture. And I was like, oh, I know where it is. I ran up the stairs, ran into the main part of the building and ran right to her picture. And I pointed at it. And my mom was like, wow, <laughs> how did you know this was here? And I was like, oh, because the lady told me. 
But I also remembered. And she was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, what lady? <laughs> First of all, what lady? And how, what do you mean you remembered? But like, it, it was, it's a familiar building to me because I did have a past life there. And so it was just, it's very uncanny how like, it just feels very natural. You can just kind of tap into those oh, memories all of a sudden. It feels so visceral to your being. Mm-hmm. I've had a similar situation happen when I was younger. I grew up in a military family and I was with a relative on base one day and I used to just go with my parents whenever they would go on base. Like nobody really cared if you brought your kid. Uh, most of the time they didn't because most of the time we would live on the base. I, I would tend to be able to go see things quite up close. Like if there were big Hercules planes, I would get to go right up into them. Or in this case, there was a LAV-2 that I was walking up towards. And a LAV is a light armored vehicle. They are uh, basically kind of the, well, they're a light armored vehicle. They're kind of, they kind of look similar to a, to a tank. Oh man, I was pretty young. Like I was maybe eight, maybe seven mm-hmm. or eight years old. Mm-hmm. And I was walking up to this LAV-2 and I remember my relative was like telling me how to get in and I like I just started going in without even listening and then they were like okay whatever (laughs) crazy kid so we get in and there's the um there's always a driver there so even even if the lav twos are open to the public to be able to just go hang out and like check them out there's always going to be somebody in there who like actually operates the thing out of safety so the driver was in there and the driver looked at me and was like oh hey you know like cute little kids in here like what's up like trying to show me all this stuff and I just sat down (laughs) and like started pointing at things and was like okay well this makes you go forward and this makes you go backwards and buddy was just looking at me like the fuck and (laughs) my my relative was just like excuse me and he's and I remember them talking back and forth to one another like hey did you tell like has she been in one of these before no and I was like well that's cool so this one makes the turret above go um backwards and then that one goes left (laughs) and they were like who the what (laughs) I just remember being like this is great like this feels so good to me like this is wonderful like it just was totally normal for me and it just was freaking everybody out Uh, like freaking everybody um who was in there which was just like the three of us were in there just freaking them out. And I was just like, why is this such a big deal? Like, I don't like, it just it you're like, I'm sense. telling you how to use it. Like, I don't like, know why you are making a big deal. I about figured this. We'd, like, we'd have a great in-depth conversation about the functionality yeah. of the lav too, my man. Like what, what you yeah. doing questioning my fucking knowledge here, man. And it was just this wild experience. And, and I, it was something that was brought up to me as I was growing up for a long, long time. Even to this day, if I see a lav too, I'm just like, yeah, I know you. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it, it just, just feels so, so natural. It feels so natural. And like, I obviously went back to Virginia city many, many times over the years because I, I lived in Nevada for, you know, 28 years. I was there for a very long time. So I commonly would investigate in Virginia city and it was just always so familiar to me. Like it was, it wasn't, foreign at all. Mm. And I do think that a lot of people, when they have a draw to somewhere in particular, it can be very much past life related. Like they Mm. might have past life experiences in those places and just feel drawn to those places for that reason, whether that's in a different country or, you know, somewhere within their own country or within their own town. Like I really do think that our souls 
And our energetic bodies know, even without our conscious minds knowing, why Mm -hmm. we are somewhere and why we're drawn to somewhere. Mm -hmm. The weird thing about that particular situation is that the lab two, like when I was older, I was doing some research into it. The lab two is relatively recent. Like I was born in the early 90s and that was created in the early 80s. So there's some really close fucking overlap there. Yeah. But I I have seen that happen. Yeah. I have seen that happen. When I used to do past life readings, there would be people who would die and then just pretty much immediately reincarnate. So it doesn't have to always be this big span of time in between your lifetimes. But yeah, I, I have noticed that for me, as I'm doing past life readings, they tend to be quite old only like a few of them tend to be within the like the last hundred years they tend to be a little Mm -hmm. bit older that's just a weird theme I've noticed but when you when you have those memories and you're able to corroborate that with something you can find or research or like yeah it's such a weird experience yeah it's it's really it's kind of like being high for a minute you're just like whoa yeah Yeah. a thousand percent a thousand percent it's but it's so validating too. It's it it's really validating. it's a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. When we're looking at past lives and how they can be helpful for us in our lifetime here because here's the thing, with past lives, I think a lot of people go into it for the novelty of it, like because mm-hmm. it's it's cool, you know, it's cool to know what kind of past lives you had before or you know what you did in a past life and things like that. And there's a reason why a past life comes forward. And that reason can be different for everybody. For some people, it's understanding a a way of life that you had in that lifetime can be helpful in how you approach lifetime, uh, your lifetime here now. Sometimes it can be things from those lifetimes like uh, phobias or injuries or things like that, that have kind of not leaked over in the sense that you're experiencing the, the same way that you were in that lifetime and this lifetime. But like, for example, if you had really bad hip issues in a past life, you might have, you know, some discomfort in your hips in this lifetime. You know, like things like that, where sometimes it can come through in a very mild way. Or I've also done readings for people where I'll describe how they passed in a past life and they have birthmarks that are in that exact area. Same. Isn't it wild? It's so wild because like I I wouldn't have known that. Oftentimes, like we can see uh, phobias that people have in this lifetime match up with you know, how they died in a past life or different experiences that they have in past lives. So there's a lot of different ways that our past lives can come through in our current lives that we might not even realize. Now, it's not to say that every single thing that happens to us in this lifetime is related to a past life, right? Exactly. So you can have common sign, you know, being fears and phobias, unexplained fears, like things for, I'll give them, I'll give an example of myself. I've got, I've had no issues in my life ever, not once, with gas tanks. I'm fucking terrified mm. of gas tanks. They're terrifying, though. Like, They're I mean terrifying. any kind. Like, propane mm-hmm. barbecue tank, mm-hmm. get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. Like, They're I terrifying. can't go, I hate them. I don't like yeah. being around them. Even if they're empty, I'm like, nah. Like, ugh, But you know, yuck. that makes sense, right? With the Maybe. past life memories that you just shared. Oh, fuck a dick. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure you probably died from a bomb in a past life. Oh, dude! In a rap I've never put that shit together before because I've never had a past life come up that I have tapped into or others have tapped into for me that ever associated with a bomb. Yeah. So that's wild. That wouldn't surprise me. Well, actually, that makes so much sense, dude. Yeah. I hate gas tanks. I can't stand them. They are terrifying, to be fair. I don't like them either. They're they're very scary. I don't just, I don't even like balloons. Like balloons I'm already sweaty me. just thinking about the damn things. I'm just... Yeah. Like balloons, no. It's a no go. I don't me. like that either. It's it's it's, it's so uncomfortable because it's so unexpected. That's yeah. the thing. It's just like you if, just you're gonna, don't know if you're gonna when do gonna it, just like shut the hell up when you do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just... <laughs> if you're gonna do it, so, just freaking do it. Yeah. So obnoxious about it. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> why you gotta make me wait. Like <laughs> just I, yeah, and this terrible. is what we mean like common fears and phobias like if you've never had any issues in your life with a particular thing or or an event or something that you have experienced mm-hmm. but yet you have this deep-seated fear it could perhaps be associated with a past life so we're not saying that every single time that's the case right it could right. perhaps have a connection to you know maybe one or many of of your past lives they could come through and another reason why past lives can be really helpful to us to understand in our current lifetime is because we can have a deeper understanding of ourselves by understanding the way that we express ourselves in our current lifetime. So we could have an affinity for specific kinds of skills. Like we're just have naturally, we might just be naturally really good at something. Like you might just be really, really natural at carpentry. And even though Mm -hmm. nobody's ever taught you how to do it, you've just quick to do it and you do it really really right. well it's like painters musicians or mm-hmm. you have an extreme interest in something that you know for myself I have an extreme interest in certain things around Greek mythology and other things that interest me that are related to some past lives that I've had and same with Ariel there's extreme yeah. interests that we have in our current lifetime that are reflections of past lives that we have had. Now, again, is this to say that every single time we have an interest in something, right, every single time right. we have a skill in something, that is, you know, again, while it we're can having just this be neurodivergence, but it, could, it can which, also like, be a past life. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. I'm like, yeah, me too. But w- the important thing that we have that we undercurrent with all of our episodes is discernment. And so as we're going through this, we just want to be sure that, you know, discernment's a really important thing because we're not saying every, you know, fear, phobia, sign, skill, interest in something means it's past life related. These are just different ways that they can come through. So it's cool too, because when you look at it, there are a lot of times I know for Alyssa and I, we've both had this happen as, as well as our friend Becca, where you have lifetimes from your past where you experience a lifetime where you struggle with something or you have experiences Mm -hmm. with something and maybe you don't go through that lifetime navigating that the way that you want to. So you give yourself experiences in this lifetime to navigate that are Mm. similar to that, if not the same, so that you have the ability to try it differently this time. Yes. And that that has been really powerful for me in my own path of looking at lifetimes where I've had similar approaches to things, but now I have a chance to do it differently and mm-hmm. make different choices. And it's just in those moments where you get validation for that, where you 
are kind of looking at that past life memory that's coming through or, you know, however you get that information and it just kind of clicks. And it's Mm -hmm. this really cool moment where you're like, oh my God, this is my second chance. Mm. When in reality, you felt like it was the first time that you were experiencing it. And then sometimes when you realize that it's not, it makes it easier mm-hmm. to like move past it because you don't feel like such a failure. <laughs> like it, it's, it makes you feel like you have a chance to redeem yourself. And so there, there are situations like that where, you know, sometimes in a past life we might struggle with like addiction. Mm-hmm. And in this lifetime we have a chance to like, you know, do that differently or, maybe you were, um, this is going to be like a really extreme case, but maybe you were like a murderer in a past life. And maybe in this lifetime, like you've really put a lot of emphasis on helping others and like, you know, helping grieving families, whatever it is. Like there are ways that we have kind of amended quote unquote, in a way, things that have happened in our past lives in our current lifetime through what we do. And I think that's really, really cool. And I I think that does go into like, you know, understanding ourselves deeper when it comes to our past lives. And, but also part of it is empowerment. It's empowerment of being able to know that you have control over something. Like it's not something that has to steer you in this lifetime. It's something that you can know is a second chance for you. And it kind of gives you this new sense of empowerment to deal with it and do things Mm -hmm. differently. Yeah. And in that same vein, if there's a lot of people who, when they are interested in past lives, they will describe themselves as feeling like there's more, like there's something Mm -hmm. more out Mm -hmm. there to understand and to know. And I know Ariel, you're among one of those people where it's just like, you, you look up or, you know, and for an example, it's like, you're looking up to the stars and you're like, there's something more going on that I'm connected to that I can't quite put my finger on. And it kind of gives you this feeling of almost homesickness maybe. Yeah. Or there's this feeling of like, there's just like a piece of you that you know is somewhere you just haven't found it yet. Mm -hmm. And that feeling, and then being able to address that and find answers or at least some kind of answer is, is a form of empowerment as well. Yeah. Well, because like growing up, you know, that, that exact scenario that you were talking about, like I would spend so much time outside at night with my brother or my family, you know, looking at the stars and feel intense, deep seated homesickness, just Mm -hmm. absolutely like nauseous homesickness. And I would always be talking to my mom about like, mom, I feel so homesick. She was like, you are home. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I am not, <laughs> home. This is not home. This is not my home. And, but I could never understand why I felt that way. Like I felt so for no pun intended, very alienated, <laughs> of, like just very separate from others and very not special, but just like in the sense of, I didn't feel like I belonged and I didn't know why I was there. And oftentimes a a lot of people have that experience. But what I think is interesting is that it's when you get validation for things that validate those feelings that you had Mm -hmm. that you never told anybody else about or that you never found answers for years later. So like those feelings of homesickness and feeling connected to the stars that I had as a kid I didn't know why until I was like 20 years old and at a booth in a psychic fair 
with a woman channeling star beings and telling me that I was from Orion. And I had never told her that. And that was the constellation that I always felt like I was from. And I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> like, it was... But say that again, moment, slower. <laughs> yeah, it's a moment where you have those pieces of validation. But even if you feel like there's something more, it's something that you can dive into deeper, right? Mm -hmm. It's something that you can explore over time. And like a lot of, a lot of topics that Alyssa and I talk about on the podcast are things that we really can't go over all of the nuances and all of the tiny little pieces that fit together to make the picture make sense to yes. all of you because it is so personal. There are things that Alyssa and I are still finding out about her own past lives that we thought we knew a lot about <laughs> that are still getting validated today. Yes. Yes. And we're just like, what? And, yeah. but it's, it's very nice when you have those moments, but it's not, it's not really something that we can, unfortunately, like we, unfortunately, we just can't give it to you because that is something that sometimes needs to be self-explored. And it's frustrating because listen, if we could help everybody, we would, but we can't, we are, we are too, we are too little ferns. Okay. We, we only have so much fern to go around. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Our leaves it's only those, reach so far. It's one of those things where it's like, it's so hard because when like Ariel and I, when, because we have, well, because we're best friends and we tell each other all the things, all of these various pieces of all of the things we talk about, we yeah. put, have put together and we un, like, I understand her puzzle pieces and she understands mine, but you guys like we're, we try to like show you like, this is a puzzle piece. That's part of spirituality. And it fits yeah. into this bigger picture that you are putting the puzzles together and without being able to like have you sit down and listen to like our experiences of all these puzzle pieces and how they formed a picture that we get excited to show other people that you can actually also have a picture. It's just really right. hard to be able to put it all together and to see. But I'm telling you, when it comes to past lives, when it comes to meditation, when it comes to your practice, whatever it might look like, whether you work with ancestors or deities, whatever, doesn't even matter any of this stuff they all tend to mesh and intertwine together in these really strange and fun ways. And those mm. can also be ways of validation. So like yes. Ariel's experience where she's looking up at the stars, you know, this is validation she, that she got that is strongly also connected to who she is today and also gave her insight into things about herself that are beyond past life, like such as higher self and whatnot. Right. So there's all kinds of, ways that this information whether it's past life or something else can come into play later and give you a bigger wholesome picture that that puzzle piece is just a part of does this make sense so like yes. i'll use well, myself an as an example yes where it's like i didn't look up at the stars and feel homesick i never i never have felt that way i love the stars but that's not where my home is i've always felt like home is earth earth is, is home so for me, it was, I never got that sense of feeling like I needed to know anything more about myself. But as I was, as I was diving into spirituality and discovering more past lives came up as a result of other parts mm -hmm. of my spirituality, mm -hmm. it wasn't something I sought out because I never really felt like I needed to. 
but it wasn't until certain things came through in past lives that validated like a chain of other things. It was like a domino effect. It was right. like, right. and I was like, whoa, dude, fucking what? <laughs> whoa, man. <laughs> whoa, man, guy, dude, whoa. And I was like, slow the fuck down. We're going too fast. Uh, I couldn't, it, it's like, it literally blows your mind. So it's like, for example, Ariel's revelation moment happened in a booth in what was it, Cincinnati? What was it? Where were you? Oh, I was in Reno, Nevada. I've never I'm been in Cincinnati. <laughs> were you in Cincinnati? Were you in Montana? Were you in Michigan? There's going to be at least one person who has this question of, you know, I got some information about a past life that came through and it just doesn't feel like it matters to me. Like it's just, mm. it's just not significant for me. And there are going to be past lives that maybe you already feel like you've kind of wrapped up essentially. And maybe it's just important for you to get one more piece of information from it, you know, for this lifetime. But one of the ways that I know when past life information comes through for me, that is significant and important for me to pay attention to and, or important for me to really look at and integrate is when I have a visceral reaction to it. Mm -hmm. So for example, when the the woman channeling star beings which it wasn't just one it was multiple <laughs> who came through i i swear to the gods i i was 20 years old okay i was newly out of christianity like two years out of christianity i walk in behind this like she had like a room divider in the corner of this convention hall i walk behind this room divider and she starts chanting and I'm like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? <laughs> I was like, this is so weird. And I was like, oh God, like this is some, like, I, I don't know what I got myself into. And all of a sudden, like her voice changed, her mannerisms changed. And she just said, we have missed you so much. And she hugged me and I burst into tears, just absolutely sobbing Aww. because I felt like I was meeting a family member that I hadn't seen in forever. Like I immediately oh. recognized the energy. I just, I was like a sobbing mess on the floor and they were, it was Palladians and then Syrians and then Octurians that came through and told me about like the connections that I had to them. And I was so, uh, I think, oh yeah. And the Octurians were like talking to me about Andromeda as well, but they were just telling me about like, you know, being a traveler and having all these past lives and like star, you know, starry lifetimes. And I was just so overwhelmed, but in the best way, like it felt like, like that homesickness finally went away. Mm. And it was this moment where I was like, okay, okay. And I left that, like, I remember coming around that room divider and my friend at the time seeing me and she was like, oh my God, something happened. And I was like, something did fucking happen behind that room divider. My <laughs> life is forever changed. It, ever <laughs> since then, I was just like, well, I guess I'm working with star beans now. And that was that. And that was it. And But I think it doesn't always have to be that significant of a reaction. It can also just be um, like a reaction that Alyssa and I got uh, two years ago when we found out about our higher selves. Mm -hmm. where we just kind of sat there in silence in our rooms, staring at walls for like mm -hmm. two days. <laughs> it felt we more like, like three months. 
It was oh like a lot of a long time. It was yeah. a lot of information to integrate at once. Yep. But he, the, here's a little note that I do want to mention is that when you get really deep into this stuff, it is really easy to go into psychosis oh, because fuck, it's suddenly oof. you feel like your life, like, why are you here? You know, yep. like why, if, if that lifetime was and or is so important, why are you here? Yeah. And it can really unground you. So I, I just, I want to give that warning. Like if mm-hmm. you feel like connecting to your past lives and doing stuff like that is ungrounding you to the point where it's getting dangerous. Like you are feeling really disconnected from this reality, or you are doubting your existence in this reality. You feel like this is a dream. Take a break, like take a step back, focus on the mundane everyday stuff for a little bit and then come back to it because it's always going to be there. But it's really important to put your, you know, um, mental health first and be able to focus on that and make sure that you're grounded because that information can be helpful, but it can only be helpful if you're able to integrate it grounded. Yes. So make sure that you're taking care of yourself first because like if Alyssa and I, I mean, we, we kept each other grounded, but it was also that it was a lot of information. It was, but it wasn't just figuring out our higher selves. It was connecting in with our spiritual practice, our our literal life purpose. It was past lives coming together. It was things about like, it was a, a whole transformative thing of like, just understanding yourself on such a deep level that even words aren't doing it justice. And it was it, enough it to throw yeah. even us off our game and nobody's infallible, right? Like even though yeah. we are, um, you know, we've been doing spiritual related stuff for a very, very long time and we utilize our discernment and we know to be grounded when we need to, even it threw off us off our fucking, <laughs> it just threw us off. Like we were just like, Whoa. and it was like yeah. a, a while and we had to keep each other kind of, we had to help each other to stay grounded because it's so easy to just get swept up into it and almost feel disconnected from reality in some way. Or on the flip side, depending on what kind of information you get, what can be even more dangerous is getting a like an ego, ego I was boost. just about to go there. Same brain. Same brain. Same and like brain. this like complex of feeling yeah. like you know more than others and no one can understand like you understand you know things like this you have to, very dangerous it can it can yeah. go sideways real quick yeah well because it's everybody like here's the thing we're gonna be honest everybody wants to be cool like well yeah everybody wants to everybody wants to be cool everybody wants to have something significant yeah. about them that gives them a reason for being here mm-hmm. like this is why so many people come to psychics and intuitives and astrologers and people who work in the spiritual fields asking, what is my purpose? Because everybody, our world, I'm going to get real, real here for a second, like real, real. Yeah. Our world is so incredibly beautiful, but it is so incredibly fucked up. Mm -hmm. And in order to mentally deal with everything that happens in our world, regardless of where you live, in order to deal with it, we need to feel like there's a purpose to it all. And that is not something that is, you know, something that you shouldn't feel. Like there there should be a part of you that wants to be here to figure out, out you know, why you're here. Sometimes that is the only reason why we're still here. Like, let's be honest. 
sometimes we just, we need to know what happens. And that is the only thing that keeps us going. Mm -hmm. But I do think that it's important to remember that if you have not been the queen of England in your past life, that doesn't mean that you're less special or less significant. It just means that lifetime was a part of your path. And like, here's, here's, okay. I'm going to tap into this. We're not going to get super deep into this because this isn't really what this episode is about too much. But for example, my own higher self, that is something that I don't know that I'll really ever share with the public because I don't feel that it's necessary for me to, in order for people to find value in what I say or what I guide them with. That is something that helps me feel validated in my own spiritual path and what I do. But me sharing that, I don't know that I could ever share it without feeling as though I was sharing it to be like from an ego place. Yeah. So it just, it's something to ask yourself of like, when you find out information that's like really cool about your past life. Like, it's not to say that you can't share it with your friends or something and be like, oh yeah, I had this shit come through in my past life. It was crazy. Like, it's not to say that you can't do that. I think it's really cool to share that with people and, and get their feedback and stuff. But when people keep pushing it, that's when it's just like, yo man, like, what? I can't <laughs> Why tell you, you how it? many people I've come across in just this lifetime who've said that they're a reincarnation of Cleopatra. Yeah. And Tell me how I many mean, reincarnations someone, there are. Right. But there's like, going to be someone probably, yeah. I would imagine. But, but is it going to be the last 20 that? fucking people I've just come across on the internet? I doubt it. Right. Doubt or it. like people who say that they were on the Titanic. It's not to say that you couldn't have been because there were many people who died in that tragedy. But what if the reason why you feel drawn to it is because you had a family member die on mm -hmm. the Titanic? Or, or perhaps you were reading the newspaper talking yeah. about it one day before you died right. or some shit like that. Right. Like there's just so many reasons why we can feel drawn to things, but it doesn't always have to be that we were part of that thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think, um, you know, when people have these uh, affinities towards, you know, I'm really drawn towards, um, you know, Egypt or something, I must have been a pharaoh or I must have been an Egyptian queen, like maybe, but like, even if you weren't, does that take away your interest there? And if, if it that does, isn't the case, and if it does, if it does take away your interest, then you really need to reevaluate what looking into a past life truly means to you. Right. If it turns right. out that you are not a Pharaoh in ancient Egypt and you are instead perhaps, I don't know, a worker or mm -hmm. a peasant and yeah. all of a sudden your interest in that is gone then we need to look at ourselves real critically here. What does yeah. a past life really mean to you? Is it an ego thing or is it to truly understand yourself and your soul's journey and how that can be beneficial to you today? Yeah. There's just so many reasons why it's important to have that discernment when looking at why you want to share things. And again, I don't want it to sound like you should never share your past lives or never talk about them with others. Like it's not that it's just, Go into those conversations asking yourself why, because asking yourself why should never be something that's bad. Mm -hmm. No, the question shouldn't. of why is never bad, mm -hmm. but 
it is something that can help bring clarity as to why we're pursuing something. Yeah. What's why your motivation? Yeah. Like, are you looking for someone to validate that based upon what they've experienced with you? Like, for example, me sharing, you know, that I have starry past lives with Alyssa and her being like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> like <laughs> your energy is starry as fuck. Like that's validating. And it makes me feel good sharing that with her because it's validating for what I already know. But it's not to make me feel more important. It just helps me to feel validated in what I already know. Right. Mm -hmm. So the why is validation. But not everybody is going to be able to validate because heaven forbid you go into, you go into a chat room and you're like, I was Cleopatra in a lifetime. And then someone else is like, wait, me too. Like how terrible would that be? Like, Oh, I bet it's happened for sure. Well, and that doesn't bring any validation <laughs> because it's like, well, but then why was I, why am I getting visions of this? So it's just something to explore. It's not to say that, you know, when you have, those kind of things come through. It's not to say that it's not valid, but it, it's very similar to, oh, what what conversation were we having where we were talking about how, oh, it was, oh my God, it was patron deities. Mm. No, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. It was, it was soul fragments. We haven't talked about this. We've talked about this off of the podcast. Yes. This will probably be a, a podcast episode. It probably should be at some point. It really should. But yeah. um, let us know in the, the poll on Spotify if you want that to be one of the next episodes that we do, because <laughs> we will talk about it. We will. Um, but with Soul Fragments, it's very similar of if this makes sense to you, that you are connected to this, you know, deity or whatever, look at how it shows up in your life. And how it makes sense on multiple fronts. Because if it only clicks with one thing, that should be something that makes you like, mm, you know, like mm -hmm. it should fit in multiple ways. It doesn't have to be like hundreds of ways, you know, but just something where it's like a couple different things in your life where you can identify it like, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense of why I would have a past life with that. You know, like, oh, it makes sense that I would be someone who lived in Egypt. Maybe I was, you know, um, uh, someone who helped build the pyramids. I don't know. But like, it makes sense because I've always been interested in Egypt. You know, I always had a fascination with it. And I always wanted to, you know, study Egypt on a deeper level. I wanted to go to school for Egyptology, like things like that. Like, that makes sense on multiple fronts mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. multiple years before you got that information. Yeah. Whereas if you have information that comes through and it's that immediate validation, but then it makes sense with your past, that's when it's significant. But when it only makes sense with how you're feeling right now, it doesn't mean that it's not legit, but it does mean that I, I think you should kind of go in with a critical eye. Like, but also it, too, like, because we can make it one, we can make, it want to fit, you know? Right. It's and, but cool. another aspect too, and this is why discernment so important is because you can get a past life reading where it's like, oh my God, I never would have thought that it would be this past life. But then yeah. when the lesson that is connected to why yeah. that past life has come forward. So it's, mm -hmm. it's not just a connection to the past life. That is one aspect. The yeah. other aspect is what is the overarching lesson of that past mm -hmm. life that comes through and how does that connect to you now? And that's when we were talking about like how the person died. Perhaps yeah. they're like, yeah. we've had that happen where, where clients have been like, are you 
for fucking real. Like I have a yeah. such and such on that part of my body or like right, whatever the case right. may be. So it's like maybe the past life itself is like, okay, well, maybe I don't connect to this, you know, random villager in ancient Hungary. Right. But, <laughs> but, and I say that because I literally had that happen before. <laughs> but anyway, um, but the, but the, but, you know, the, the overall lesson of what that individual went through and how that translates into something helpful for you today might yeah. really fucking, that might be the home run baby. That might be the yeah. fucking ultimate game winning show. And that too is just as valid. So, there's not just the life. There's also the lesson. It's great yeah. when both can happen, but they don't have to be the, the both don't have to be the case at the same time. But it is nice when that happens. But it's just like, again, it's it's that discernment of being like, OK, so even though I don't necessarily super connect with like this aspect of that life, but this lesson is really kicking ass. You know, like yeah. that's always nice to have another another aspect of spiritual connection to past lives that come through is when we get shown them by mm -hmm. our guides or our deities yes. or beings that you may connect with in your current lifetime or beings that you have connected with in a past lifetime. And so yeah. that's always really cool. And I have a story about 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 a past life that's connected to deities that i have in a yeah. current lifetime yeah <laughs> um so i uh i had my like are you for real moment on tiktok and uh it was this reader that didn't know me at all and i i like their vibe and i'm not really one i'm not similar to ariel in that like i never looked up at the stars i love the stars but i never looked up the stars and thought I don't feel at home. I've always felt at home on earth. So I never really had that nagging thought for me, past lives and understanding my past lives wasn't something that I was necessarily super interested in because I never felt like it would provide me some sort of like unanswered question, but I've always mm -hmm. been interested in it to understand myself on a deeper level. So that was really my reason for it is I was like, okay, I'm really curious to see what comes through and how does that apply to me today? And does that have any weight to like the decisions that I've made in this lifetime and, and the purpose that I feel like my life maybe is in this lifetime? she the reader picked up on some really crazy shit so this reader was not a deity practitioner meaning that this this reader did not necessarily read past lives and bring deities into the picture right because right, it, right. each reader's different in how they go about things some past life readers will always be like okay that such and such deity had you know this part to play or whatever she wasn't one of those readers and i think that was why i was drawn to her is because I am a deity practitioner and they are such a huge part of my practice. I really wanted to see, okay, what can somebody who literally knows jack shit about me and <laughs> right. isn't even close to the kind of practitioner that I am, what's going to come through? Yeah. And she picked up on this past life in ancient Greece where I was a nobody. I was just some poor farmer, like, you know, shitty life, really just didn't enjoy my life, was treated really badly. There was some abuse at the home, things like this. And, uh, but had a real natural affinity for um, playing instruments and, and being able to understand music and being able to appreciate music. And I guess in this particular past life, the, what really stood out was certain decisions that was made, um, such as um, saving up a bunch of money 
to basically run away, but also leaving a bunch of money for the family before running away out of the sense of responsibility. That's the kind of shit that I would pull. And uh, it'd be like, I'm piecing, but at the same time, I love you. And here's 10 grand. Like, <laughs> and this is everything I've saved up over years of busking. And so this was in ancient Greece, a village, like a few hours on foot away from Athens. And um, in this lifetime, I was a man in this lifetime and had a natural affinity for playing the lyre and like a few other kind of like, you know, instruments or whatever. And just made my way to Athens and was an, a literal nobody that just worked my way up to the music scene and wasn't even like center stage. I was a background orchestra to like theater, right? Like we're not talking like I was not the Elvis of ancient Greece. I was just <laughs> I was just some dude who loved music and made a living off of being a background musician for orchestra for theaters and plays in Athens. And mm. she told me that Apollon, Apollo had a huge part to play in that lifetime, like was, mm. was a driving figure in that lifetime and was a God that played a huge part. This person doesn't know me, doesn't know anything about me, doesn't know I'm a Hellenic <laughs> polytheist, doesn't know that I'm an Apollon devotee, doesn't know that I would react the same way, doesn't know that, you know what I'm saying. So like all of this really just hit home and I was like, my God. And I remember <laughs> just looking at Apollon and he was like, you like that shit? Like it was just <laughs> crazy. Like, and all of this and all of that just started snowballing into like, I'm so interested to see what else will come through, but not again, because I was looking for any sort of like, ego boost but I really just genuinely yeah. wanted to know are there lessons or things that happened in past lives that can kind of I don't know give me some insight into who I am today and do I see some recurring themes so yeah these are examples yeah. of like how perhaps you can be shown something um through another reader you can be shown something through deities which by the way Ariel and I have both had that too where like I've been shown past lives where um I actually talked about this in the deity work part two where Artemis showed me in a past life I had where she came through as a boar. Yes. yes. That's a past life she showed me where she came through and helped me through the forest as a boar when I was lost. Um, so these are, again, that past life, whatever. I was a little girl. I died really young. Like it, I didn't even have a chance to like formulate any sort of like big life experience, but that was a pivotal moment in that lifetime that now that I understand who I am now, it had a huge impact on me and understanding my connection to her and ultimately to, to my practices as a Hellenic polytheist. So these are both different, you know, two examples of past life experiences that come through in different ways. Are you new to witchcraft or wanting to improve your practice? Then my Patreon is for you. My name is Alyssa. I am a practitioner with over 10 years of experience, and I want to help you to take your practice to the next level. Within my Patreon, you'll find information on the history of witchcraft, the science of magic, exercises for strengthening your clear abilities, spellcrafting and how-tos, baneful magic, and so much more. Join today via patreon.com slash Mystic. Let me help you unlock your magic. My name is Ariel Willow. I'm a clairvoyant medium and occultist with over a decade of experience of helping others build deeper connections with spirit and themselves and improve or reconnect to their abilities. My services cater towards abilities coaching, deity practice, astrology, and more. 
Visit www.arielwillow.com to find out more. It's time to step into your power. Yeah, well, and another way that past lives can be connected to us through beings is through our spirit team. Because Mm -hmm. um, back when I would do spirit team sessions, I, God, I did... I did so many spirit team sessions, <laughs> like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of spirit team sessions. And it was always fascinating to see the kind of past life connections that people's spirit team members have to them. Because, uh, I mean, without going super deep into spirit teams, like you have your guardian angels and you have your infernal guardians and you have your animal guides and you have your creature guides and then you have your humanoid guides, right? And the humanoid guides are usually the ones that have past life ties with us. Not always, but most of the time they have some sort of past life tie with us and they decide from that past life um, that they want to be a guide for you in this lifetime. And so sometimes we can have past lives come through when we connect to our guides, whether that is, you know, our humanoid guides. Um, sometimes our animal guides can have past life connections with us, but that can be a way that they come through. So they can, of course, come through deities and things like that, but they can also come through your spirit team and they can also come through ancestors as well. I think um, that's also a way that we can kind of sometimes see ourselves reincarnating through a lineage, but, and I, I do want to, I do want to mention this because in the past I have talked about how I don't believe that we can reincarnate into the same family within the same lifetime in the sense of that people would remember you. Mm. Does that make sense? So like, I do believe that, uh, a great, great grandmother that we never knew can reincarnate as a daughter of someone now. Right. Because it wouldn't be like, I, I don't know. That's a personal belief of mine, but I do believe that people within our ancestral line can reincarnate within the same ancestral line if they feel it's necessary. But I do also feel that that's pretty rare because mm-hmm. why would you continue something like that when you could be part of a completely different family. Like our, on a spiritual level, I just don't know that our spirit would find that that would be super necessary and, or really helpful in terms of growth, unless it was like really, really significant to need to like recalibrate (laughs) that ancestral (laughs) line. But yeah. 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 And um, I guess from there, I want to go into fragments because this is something that I mentioned in my other uh past life episode when we incarnate into another lifetime if we have had a previous lifetime then we still have people within that lifetime who are living right so for example mm-hmm. let's say you get to the ripe old age of 86 I don't know why it's specifically 86 but we're going to be 86 <laughs> oh, now god is that a permanent <laughs> everybody wait everybody put on their timers ariel's turn 86 we better watch her i'm like piecing out the door (laughs) uh but let's say that you get to the ripe old age of 86 and you you know keel over and it's done right and you were someone's grandma so like someone misses their grandma so you leave behind a fragment of your soul that becomes your ghost in that lifetime that your loved ones can interact with so that the rest of your soul can go on to incarnate into your next lifetime. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you still want that fragment of you to have 
uh, an essence of you and it can't have an essence of you without part of your soul, right? Because that mm -hmm. is what makes you, you. So you leave this fragment behind and that is what we interact with, with ghosts. They mm -hmm. are cognitive, uh, and or sentient sometimes fragments of our souls that are, we leave behind for our loved ones to use, to help them grieve and process our passing. And then when we have past life regressions, past life readings, past life connections that come through, that is when we retrieve those fragments because they're not needed there anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why we like there, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of spirits everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> there's, everywhere. A lot of, there's a lot of ghosties everywhere, but not everybody feels the need to connect to their past lives and not mm -hmm. everybody even knows to connect to their past lives. So mm -hmm. there are some soul fragments that just never really get integrated and, or they just kind of fade away over time. Mm -hmm. But there are thousands of people who die every day and they're leaving their soul fragments behind and we're interacting with them. So that is something that I wanted to mention because it does kind of have to do with past lives in a way, even though it has to do more, a little bit more with like what happens after you die, but still I wanted to mention it's, it. It's related. It is yeah, related. I also share the same belief uh, as yeah. far as fragments are concerned. So I would, I would argue then that based off of me, uh, being connected with that past life I shared of being a, a man in ancient Greece, et cetera, et cetera, and getting that full picture that I have reintegrated that fragment to me mm -hmm. or whatever yeah. that fragment may have been um, yeah. from a past life. Yeah. Well, because, and I think that's where the clicking comes in. Well, that's like the when click, you, it's for sure. Yeah. 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 Like when you have something resonate with you really deeply, it is kind of like retrieving a puzzle piece. And that's, that's mm -hmm. when I feel like we retrieve those fragments when we don't have oh, the pieces so fit, hard. Yeah. <laughs> it clicked yeah. so hard. Oh, actually, yeah. I'm pretty sure and I told you about that. Like right oh, after. Yeah. You were like, oh like, my God. Oh, it was like fuck? 12 at night or something. And you were like, oh my God. <laughs> I just, that's a crazy experience. Crazy. Yeah. But like, I think when we have those clicking moments, that would be when I would say we're reintegrating those parts of ourselves that we kind of left behind yeah. because it's just not necessary for us to leave them there anymore. But I also like, and I have had people ask me about this, which honestly, we're going to have to do another, we're going to have to do an episode all on just paranormal investigating and talking with spirits. Oh, to be yeah. honest. It's, well, I mean, it's we've covered quite a bit in mediumship though. Yeah. Yeah. But, but paranormal investigating is a bit different. Yeah, just, it's, it's not just it's different, and we're very passionate about it. Oh, passionate, we're passionate. We're, we're very We're passionate paranormal rangers. That's what we are. <laughs> we need to explain the Montana story at the end of this episode. Okay, we'll for them to understand it. that okay. reference. Perfect. So, <laughs> I I do wonder, and this is just kind of a theory that I have. I do wonder sometimes because people have had this question of that. If we leave soul fragments behind, are we ever interacting with ourselves and our soul fragments? And I do mm -hmm. think that that's a thing. I do, I do think that we can have that happen because mm -hmm. there are times that you will come across a spirit that you just feel so drawn to and you don't know why. Mm -hmm. And I, I just have to wonder sometimes if maybe the reason of why is because it's you. <laughs> Listen, man, spirituality is a wild game. It's a game. wild ride. Dude, you can... <laughs> Man, there's so much of possibility and so many ways that 
things like this can have. It's just, I, oh, I the honestly, conversations that Becca and Alyssa and I have in our group chat. Deep. They're <laughs> deep. We get real into it. We get really philosophical and very like into things. And it's, sometimes I it actually it. hurts a little bit. It does like, hurt my brain. brain. Yeah. Because I mean, yep. Like, listen, Ariel and I are happy to share with you guys what we know, what we've learned, um, what our experiences are. But we want to make sure that you know that we don't know the answers to all of the things. Oh, we don't. We don't. So, we just, we share our theories and we share what we know from our experiences, experiences. and what what theories we have integrated because they make sense to us. Yeah. But and, like, you know, share yeah. our personal paths and things like this. But yeah, there, I mean, there's probably more to past lives that are beyond what we've described in this episode. And, yeah. you know, there's also like, I mean, geez, man, like I said, if, if, if we can't just sit down with each individual person who listens to us and be like, this is our life story and every single thing that has happened <laughs> so that you can understand to the fullest yes. extent, how incredibly moving past lives can be and deity work can be and all the things that we talk about on this and, and paranormal uh, investigation and mediumship and ancestors all these things that we talk about can be so incredibly interconnected it is it is it's just one of those situations where it's like trust us on this <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like go out and yeah. give it a go for yourself and and you'll maybe maybe have one of those like aha moments where the puzzle piece just fits right in and you're just like ah, yeah. that's so it's satisfying yeah yeah but with that said how do how can you connect how can you connect to your past lives how, how can, can you prevent forest fires you- <laughs> uh- <laughs> yes, they're not to do the same thing fuck off no you weren't <laughs> yeah i was getting ready to do the smoky the bear <laughs> I hate you. I hate you you more. This is my brain. Get out of it. So rude. Oh my god. Let me tell you how you can prevent a I don't even know why we talk anymore. Like we just have this. We're just having a conversation with ourselves at this point. Um. So I don't know why I have um, this like little vision of like you with like two antennas and me with two antennas and they're just like just yes. how we talk oh my god like just like you know mm. instead of tin cans with a rope in between it it's just like little tiny you know et mm. phone home like moment yeah we're just sticking yeah. our little bulbous fingers our little, t- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Our little lightning bolts going across mm. the u.s <laughs> um oh my god so okay there's a couple different ways you can get information about past lives of course you can always you know, get readings from someone. I I know there's so many people who offer uh, past life readings. I used to offer them. Our friend Becca offers them. Alyssa offers them. There's a lot of other people who offer them as well. So that's, that's always an option. You can go to someone who you feel drawn to, which don't just go to us because you know us. Okay. Like go to someone because you feel drawn to them Yeah. because you feel that they are the person who's going to help you. Don't be biased towards us. Okay. I know. Go to someone that you would share abc gum with oh maybe not that's gross, <laughs> that's gross. 
That's like, I I know I, I wouldn't even share ABC gum with you. Like, no, Uh, actually, you say that, but if we were in a dire situation, (laughs) if there was still some hint of mint, I, (laughs) not the mint, not the the mint. mint. It gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. Even in a pot. Don't plant mint. That shit goes everywhere. Don't plant mint. But like, of course, like, you know, I know that y'all have bias towards us because we're cute little ferns. Okay. But (laughs) we're adorable little ferns in a bucket. Okay. Ferning (laughs) away. We're just ferning through our lives. Uh, Fabulous, fluffy ferns. And um... (laughs) I was just thinking of days of our lives, but ferns of our (laughs) lives. (laughs) god i'm so sorry we don't even have bloopers anymore at the end they're just throughout the episode fuck it y'all um, have it at the time y'all just get to experience this with us and it's real time but yeah of course like go to a, go to readers that you feel drawn to and of course there's the regression which to be honest like don't just spend twenty dollars to get a regression like go to someone who actually Dude, knows what they're doing i've like, never had a regression I've never had a regression either, but like go to someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. Like yeah, go like, to an actual. Please make sure that you go to a proper. Yeah. Because one, the reason why is because hypnotherapy, like someone is hypnotizing you. Someone mm-hmm. is putting you in a very vulnerable position mm-hmm. in hypnosis. Yeah. You do not want to be in a situation where you cannot trust that person. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be real serious with you. I'm going to have the mom voice. Mm-hmm. You need to vet out your hypnotherapists because just like with a therapist, mm-hmm. you are being vulnerable with that person. You are allowing them into places that you don't let other people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be safe. So vet your fucking hypnotherapists. Okay. Okay. Thank you, mom. Um, <laughs> You're welcome, sweetie. <laughs> but also, seriously, bet your fucking hypnotherapist. Yeah, just because be that's careful. yeah. I I like, personally, it I haven't not it, okay. So the reason why I haven't done hypnotherapy, or at least you know, past life regression, I don't think I would be very good at it. Well, same because I I feel like it's not necessarily so much of a trusting because I would vet the fuck out of the person, but I feel yeah. like it's just I don't think that hip. I don't think I'm a great candidate for hypnosis. Yeah. I just, I yeah. never felt like, like, you know, when they would have those things at school, they bring a, like, they'd bring like a, um, a hip, a hypnosis person in and they would like do the, do the shit like on the, did you ever ha- have that in school where you would have, they would bring in the, uh, what's the fucking word for the person who does hypnosis? Hip, hip, nah, hip, what the fuck? Hypnotist. That's the word. Hypnotist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was struggling so hard. I was like, what's the uh? after hypno? What's the uh? I just keep seeing I just keep seeing the Pokemon in my head. Yeah, me too. Me too! <laughs> yellow and he's going back and yes. forth with the thing. Yes. And he's just yes. with eyes. Okay, look, yep. not that kind. I'm ta- okay, so hypnotist. The reason why, one of the reasons why I haven't done regression is because yeah, I just don't think I'd be a great candidate for hypnosis. Like, for those who went to school, at public school, if y'all ever had the hypnotist that would that would come to the school, at least we did 
anyway. I don't know if we were. Did right they here. ever do the little like thing that dangles in front of no. you? No. Did they do it? To- okay. No. No. Okay. Never. Not none of that shit. It was okay. so they would come to the school and it would be kind of like an entertainment thing, right? Where they would like say things. They would like kind of put you into a meditative state and then like mm. slip you down into a form of hypnosis where they would basically have like a trigger where they would be like, okay, so, <laughs> so if I why are they doing this? <laughs> It's an entertainment thing, I think. It's I don't know the fuck what their reasoning was. Okay. But it was like a fun thing that they would do where they would bring in hypnosis and it would be like, okay, so if I say this trigger word, then you have to listen to everything that I say following that. And then this is, if I say this trigger word, then you're released from this hypnosis and you'll wake back up and you'll have no memory of what you, what, you know, what you did. So they would come up and they would like call up. So the, the people who would fall into the hypnosis were very fucking obvious. Like they'd be in the, you'd, you'd be looking around, right? Oh my God. Everybody'd be like the poor assholes like me who just never could fall into hypnosis because yeah. like, I don't know, I'm just not a great candidate for that shit. But I'd look around and you'd see those poor fuckers like slumped in their, ch- in their chairs. And I'm like, that guy's, oh, that guy's no. going up. So they would like get like probably typically they would get like a good solid like 12 or 13 students and they would all go up and then you would just have them like do all these random stupid shit like cluck like a chicken or like whatever. Um, And then, you know, they would finish it. They would say their trigger word that would release them and they'd all be sitting in their chairs looking absolutely dazed as fuck, like being like, what is happening? Like they had no memory of what happened and it would be like, ha 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 look what you guys did. You don't know. Anyway, so weird. It is weird. Well, public school is a weird place. <laughs> so I'm not gonna ever be on the defense of public school. That place is a is a trip. So anyway, that's what we did in Canadian public schools. I don't know about <laughs> the rest of you, but um, so yeah, so that my experiences with like hypnosis was that was like you know periodic and even too with um work outings where people would hire um a a hypnotist for like entertainment for funsy onesies and they Mm. would do they would do the same thing but to like you know your work people your colleagues and shit and i i just oh i wanted so badly to be one of those people i was like i just want to be hypnotized and i could never do it which you're like please take me out of my brain (laughs) because i can meditate and i can astral project like a motherfucker but if if you come up in here and you try to control my shit i can't do it i can't yeah i i granted i've never actually tried to have someone hypnotize me that i know of um that i can think of off the top of my head but i I trigger word green oh no don't don't don um but like i just i don't know like i just feel like i would be too like what the fuck are you doing like i don't trust people enough i think i don't trust people i listen i i seem like a trusting fern i am not i've been i've been i'm i'm a burned fern okay i've been sometimes the happiest most funny ferns are the most untrusting ferns Mm -hmm. So yeah, so so readings, but uh, uh, readings. <laughs> so yeah, readings and uh, regression are two yeah. ways. Dreaming uh, and meditation, I feel uh-huh. like, can be approached the same way. Like I, right. I always pair them together, and the reason why is because the approach 
tends to be the same, mm -hmm. except it's in two different modalities. So like dreaming obviously is through more unconscious means unless you're doing lucid dreaming and meditation is more conscious means. Mm -hmm. So, but the way that you approach it is similar in the sense of, you know, you want to be in a relaxed state. You want to be able to be receptive to what's coming through and without going really, really deep into how to meditate, just essentially knowing that meditation isn't about stopping your thoughts. It's about being present with them. Yep. So sometimes people go into meditation from daydreaming because that's a mm -hmm. way to be really present with your thoughts. And it's a way for you to kind of slip into meditation from there. So that's something that you can try with dreaming. You can just ask your guides or your higher self or your past selves, like whatever you want to do, you can ask them before you go to bed at night. Like I would love to have memories from a past life that is going to help me right now in my current life to come through with memories over you know, the course of me sleeping and see what happens. And it might take a couple times of asking for that to actually take place. Mm -hmm. But as you do that, you're opening yourself up to being more receptive to it. And it also might happen over a couple different nights. So I oh, do yeah. recommend having yeah. like notepads or your phone on the note mm -hmm. app on your bedside table or something so that when you wake up, you can just immediately take notes because there might be uh, the first part of a dream might make a lot of sense and be normal. And then the rest of the dream is just chaotic subconscious stuff, you know, but it is important to catch those little moments that make sense that may fit together as again, those little puzzle pieces that you just kind of click together over time. So sometimes we don't get all of the information at once. Sometimes it comes through mm -hmm. in stages and little pieces at a time, but with meditation, it's same. It's the same. You can just you know, go into daydreaming and or meditation directly and just say, you know, I'm calling on my higher self. I'm asking my past life self, or I'm asking my spirit team or whoever you want to call on, whether it's a deity or whoever to bring those memories forward so that you can understand more about a past life that is important for you to know about in this lifetime. Here's the trick though, regardless of all of these methods, because we're going to go over one more regardless of all these methods, it is important to go in without judgment. You're not trying to make it make sense. You're just being receptive. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it makes sense because uh, you might have a lifetime on a planet that you don't even know fucking exists yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's going to seem like an acid trip, mm -hmm. but it might not be. So take note of what you're getting, whether it makes sense or not, because as weird as it is, it might be coming through metaphorically. It might be coming through literally. It might be coming through in piece, bits and pieces. It might be coming through, you know, going backwards to forwards or forwards to backwards or like chopped up in little pieces and rearranged. Like there's so many different ways that it can come through. <clears throat> so going in without judgment is so important. Oh, I'm going to give you a little dose of reality, guys. Rarely is spirituality handed to you on a well-defined platter. Yeah. I'm telling it's you, very, very rarely going to be here's shit. start, here's the end, and here's mm. a straight arrow from there. A like, bingo. It's, it's rarely uh, so upfront. It and is more like a spaghetti plate. Yes. Yeah. You just got to fucking fork your way around, dude. Try to, yep. you know, pick at the meatballs and shit. But like, it's honestly like when it comes to past lives, when it comes to just like anything on the, in the spiritual sense, there's a whole hell of a lot of trust. And yeah. just patience, trust and patience are the two main things that like 
if I can drive anything home when it comes to past life or when it comes to pretty much anything is trust and patience. And that does go hand in hand with the last method to connect in that you can yeah, use. Yeah. Cause I, in my opinion, this is probably one of the harder methods in I my would, opinion. I would say that I would agree, but I have a I, reason I like why to I use it for validation on top of what I get visually. Yeah. I was going to say, I was just going to say like, I agree. I agree and disagree, but I, I would agree in the sense that I love to use divination, um, specifically tarot or oracle or whatever to mm-hmm. go alongside the things that I'm getting yeah. from meditation or yeah. whatever the case may be. Um, typically, it's meditation. And so tarot is is one form and you know oracle and other divination methods. We, we have another episode on divination methods as, as well. If you want to check it out where we go through a bunch yeah. of different divination methods. So many. Some are so better many. for certain things than others, right? Like some yeah. are not going to yeah. be what you need to get information on a past life. But at the end of the day, right. you go with whatever feels best for you. And the another thing too with um, with tarot and well, you know what? No. With all of these methods, I know there's going to be someone who's going to ask this question because it's a valid question. Okay, so if let's say you get um, information through one of these means on your own, okay, so it's not from a reader, it's not from a hypnotherapist. Let's say you're just doing it on your own. It's through dreams or meditation or divination or whatever the case may be. I know inevitably someone's going to ask, well, how do I know that it's a past life and it's not just something else I'm being shown and I think it's Mm -hmm. a past life. Fair question. And there's two ways that you that that come to mind for me to kind of approach that. The first is it's kind of an intuitive thing. It's kind of like if it feels like it's a past life, it likely is. And if it doesn't feel like a past life, it likely isn't. So it's kind of a bit of of an intuitive thing. But if you want to get more concrete on it, then what you can do is you can ask for clarifiers. So you can ask for clarity, ask for clarity, like, ask directly like is this a past life memory i'm getting and um use whatever form you want for that whether again it's divination or or meditation or coming through in dreams or asking for a sign to corroborate what you got like is this a past life if it is show me a, a an orange piece of bacon or some shit like within 24 <laughs> hours i don't know why why my brain went to a piece of bacon but there we go you know that's just an example so those are two ways um that you can kind of like confirm or get clarity on if what you are seeing or experiencing or remembering or recalling is is a past life yeah and i also find that like uh, a lot of people who have past life memories come through in either meditation or dreaming. It's very visceral. Mm-hmm. Like it's very tangible. It's very visceral. Sometimes it, in dreaming, like we don't, we sometimes can't smell things or like we can't feel things when we touch them or something like that. When mm-hmm. I have, when personally, when I have past life memories come through either in meditation or dreaming, it's a very tangible dream. Like I yeah. remember the way that a texture felt. I remember yeah. the temperature of the day that I was walking out, in, mm-hmm. you know, in the rain. I can feel the rain hitting my body. Like yes. I can feel someone hugging me. Like it's it's a very tangible experience rather than just, you know, kind of witnessing yourself go through this dream state and just processing it mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do find that there are uh, not all the time, but oftentimes I do find that people's dreams or meditations that are past life memories 
feel very visceral, but it doesn't always have to be that way. Like obviously not all of our memories from this lifetime feel visceral or tangible. So mm -hmm. it just, it, it is, it does kind of at the end of the day come down to trust because really you can get all the validation and this, this applies to anything. This mm -hmm. applies to anything, mm -hmm. working with deities, getting your past lives, past life memories, um, feeling validated on your craft, like anything, anything. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much validation you get from other people until you allow yourself to believe it yourself, it will never feel real. Oh, dude, man, dude, guy, man, you got to listen <laughs> to me when I say this. You got to listen. We've been doing this a hot fucking minute. All right. Like I, Ariel and I know that if we are experiencing like a vision coming in from a spirit, we know how to differentiate that from a past life memory that we might get. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we're giving, yeah. as an example, you know, if it's, if we're it's easier for us to be able to tell the difference because it's happened a lot and we've had to learn how to tell the difference. But guess what? We couldn't get to where we are if we didn't have that trust. Yeah. Like that's, and that's it's not my to point. say that like getting validation is there's nothing wrong with that. I think I encourage people to do that. Getting validation but, feels great, but it shouldn't yes. be what you rely on. Right. And there, like, there's, I, I think it was, was it Artemis? I can't remember who said this. It was either Frega or Ar Artemis. It, one of the two. Very smart women. Highly recommend. The best. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of them said, what is your stop? What is your end point? When we were asking for validation on something, they were mm -hmm. like, when, when is the end point for you? When are you going to actually believe the information that is coming forward for you, regardless of all this validation you've already got? Because I, I can't oh, remember I which know one who I know who. It was Frega and it was about hell. Oh, damn it. I knew it was going to be about me. Fuck. Yeah. It was Frega <laughs> um, and it was about hell coming through. Yes, because I felt Oh, God. Really... I wanted to shake you. <sighs> I was like, how are you not going to have all these I know. Well, signs because to other through. people, it feels very obvious. But like for me... I was so nervous that like I wasn't worthy of working with her. Mm -hmm. So, and because she wanted, like, it wasn't just working with hell. It was me committing to hell and also death witchery. And it like felt so big. And I was like, what if I don't know how to do this? And she was like, shut up. You've already been doing this. <laughs> and so it was, it was like Frege had, I can't remember if she came to me or you, but regardless, she was like, where is your ending point? When are you going? Like, how many validations do you no, need? No, she came before... to me on that one. Yeah, before yeah, because she tried to tell you, and done. you were like, uh. <laughs> yeah. And then you she know, like, how you're not listening to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If they can't of... get to me, they'll go to Alyssa and be like, "You need to tell her this." And she's like, "Oh my god." And vice <laughs> versa. Honestly. Yeah, to be honest, but like it. it that is a question you have to ask yourself mm -hmm. is when is your end point? When is, when is enough? When do you have enough validation? Yeah. What is, is it the 10th time? Is it the 11th time? Is it the hundredth time? Mm -hmm. Because eventually you have to decide, you have to decide that that is the end and that that is enough validation for you to feel that it's legitimate. And I know that this is uncomfortable because it's hard to know when the end should be the end. 
but you will know when it needs to be the end because Honestly, either you will get the same thing over that... and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And but it's like that puzzle piece clicking moment. It yeah. Just, you, yeah. I can't, how do you even describe that? I don't know how to describe that other than just a moment of complete light bulb turning on what the hell, oh my God, everything th- makes sense moment. I think in, for me, clicking moments are when I actually allow myself to be worthy of something. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And that's tough. Because you want to know what mine is? Mine's not about being worthy. Mine's about fighting my science brain. Mm. Mine's like, okay, yeah. I accept that spirituality can't be proven by science all the time. And yeah. that's when I let myself sink into the possibility of something clicking. And then if I allow myself to to if I allow myself to allow spirituality to do what it does and come through in the weird fucking ways that it does, then it will. But if yeah. I'm always looking for that, like it's it's kind of like that question, you know, how 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 enough is enough? Well, I mean, degrees of probability will tell you how much is enough, but how many times do you need to test the hypothesis before you just trust that the answer you're getting is the one for you? Or like, right. you know, it's like, it's it's one of those degrees of significance. So I'm 95% positive that this is for me. Like, it's just when you're tuning into things for yourself, there is a level of trust that really is needed and also discernment, but also to like open yourself up to the possibility of receiving information. And, you know, like I was saying, like I, I have a science brain that likes to fight my spirituality brain. And, and I get that, you know, that that battle of the two, if you will. I have two wolves inside of me and they're always fighting on spirituality versus <laughs> science, I swear. And, you know, when I put away my science brain for a moment that not everything needs to be done scientific method in spirituality, it it does allow, I allow myself to open up and to have those puzzle piece moments because not everything can be tried and tested a thousand times to get the same exact result. That's not how spirituality yeah. works, at least not all the damn time anyway. And if it does, like, write me, because, like, how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> but but for real, though, it's like there is a level of trust. There's also following your intuition. Like, if it feels like you, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't fight me on this. But you know when it feels right, it's yeah. right. Don't fight me on it. Don't get technical yeah. with it. Don't analyze it too much. If it just feels right, it's right. And it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. Now, where it gets a lot of fun is when you can go and get clarity on things, where you can go and expand on the information that feels right, where you can go and get, you know, readings done by other people to to dive deeper into that. That's what makes it so fun. But one of the things that is just really saddening and disheartening to see with people in the spiritual space and especially when it comes to things like past lives or it comes to like understanding yourself your higher self whatever it might be anything to do with you and like your your soul's journey and you know anything to do with you there it it's it's really frustrating to watch people get so bogged down in the like it has to be perfect for it to make sense yeah because sometimes things take time for the puzzle pieces to fit there's things i'm learning about myself within even this past year that clicked that puzzle piece clicked but that puzzle piece has been sitting on the side of that table for like 10 fucking years 
Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my God, that makes sense from all of those experiences I've had from 10 years ago. Like not everything has to make sense immediately, a hundred percent of the time and right away. That's just not how it works. You have to also live your human experience, go through certain things, experience certain things and go through the trials and tribulations of learning to trust yourself and developing the skill of discernment and being able to understand and become familiar with energies that are involved with spirituality. You're opening yourself up to new energies and to new experiences every time you, you know, enter into a past life or you connect with a spirit or you connect with a deity or an ancestor, or you try a new um, divination method, like all of these things, these are all experiences that you gather knowledge on. And so to like right out of the gate, have that expectation that everything's going to fall perfectly on your lap in this well-written book from cover to cover is unrealistic. And that'd be great. You're only going to do yourself a service. Yeah. Like if you ever had that book, who's the fucking publisher? Yeah, Give I, me need your name. I need name it. Name and number ASAP. <laughs> Personal grimoire. Please. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just, you're only going to do yourself a disservice to approach spirituality and past lives in that way. And I agree. I think there's, you know, like we said, there's so much power in validation, but you have, you have to find your end. You have to find what your stopping point is. And sometimes it will change for each thing that you find out about. And that's okay. But just ask yourself your that question. Have Frege yelling in your mind. <laughs> what is your stop? What is your end? But with that said, I think that just about wraps up this mm-hmm. episode on past lives. We hope this is helpful. We hope yeah. this brought you some clarity around past lives or maybe gave you some aha moments or um, helpful tips on connecting to yourself uh, through your past lives or um, ideas on how to integrate information that has come through about your past lives in your own practice and your mm-hmm. own knowledge of yourself. We always hope our episodes are helpful and, yeah. you know, let us know if, uh, any of the topics we mentioned that we might want to do as episodes are of interest of you. We would love to, we always love ideas for episodes. Um, yeah. that always helps us to know what you're interested in hearing about, And of course, for those who are interested in booking a session or learning more about Alyssa or I, you can check out the website, www.ghostteapodcast, or click on the link in the description below and visit the about page. um, And you can find information about us and the podcast on that website. But also, we just, we care about you guys. Stay Mm -hmm. safe. Spiritual psychosis is a real thing. Be careful. Stay grounded. and yeah. And don't okay. forget to rate and share. Yeah. Ghosty podcast yeah. sharing helps us to create even more amazing episodes and to continue Ghosty podcast and bring you all kinds of awesome and funny conversation and insightful conversation around spiritual topics. So if you use Spotify in particular, there is a little star button that you can click and you can give us a five star. Bing! And that would be amazing and share with your friends and we love you. And we appreciate every single one of you listeners because you are all our ghosties. Yeah, we love our ghosties. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Okay, everyone. You know what we time it is? Bloopers. It's blooper time. I'm so Oh my excited. God, we have bloopers. <laughs> You're going to love them. Um, yeah. Enjoy. Okay, so we're we have to explain the paranormal regions. <laughs> okay, we do. We really have to we explain have to explain them. them. Okay.
So when I was visiting Alyssa, we were watching, I can't even remember what the show is called, but it's a show on Netflix where it like talks about different, like, I don't know. Unsolved. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a random episode about these people. I can't even remember what state they're in. They're in some sort of state in the U.S. And um, I think it was like Wyoming or some shit like that. Yeah. Something like that. They literally had, well, they had this job. They don't have it anymore, but they, they had a job of a paranormal ranger. Like, like literally, literally. So they work as a ranger, like going to paranormal experiences particularly. So instead yeah. of having like a park ranger who like, oh, a tree fell down on the, the road down the way, like you get a call and they're like, hey, we might have a cryptid in our yard. <laughs> Legit, or like they have like a haunting. They have like a haunting issue in their like in their fucking. Time to call the paranormal rage. The paranormal, literally, and it was two of them, two of them. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they were both like super into like paranormal investigations and shit. And Ariel and I were like. This is our dream job. This is our dream job. We must be paranormal <laughs> rangers now. This is, we didn't even know this job even existed. And we were, I, no. I swear to the gods, I wish people could have seen our faces while we were watching this episode because I was sitting there with my jaw just fall. I just, it was on the floor and I was like, and then immediately <gasps> I turned we to looked her at each other and I fucking and we had finger this gunned. I finger we gunned like, and I went, paranormal ranger and i was like pew pew and we were just like we need this job i never knew that this was a job that existed and now i know that this is my destiny and what do i want to be when i grow up a paranormal Paranormal ranger Ranger. yep yep that's what i I never knew i wanted it but i want it i want it so bad it's oh my god it seems like such a they had a uniform job they had uniforms yeah, like could you imagine their little us truck in, like, a that they drove suit? around in? <gasps> my dude, oh my imagine god. us in a fucking jumpsuit with our little. Oh my god, we would logo? be such cute ferns. Are you kidding? God, damn. oh my god, god damn. We need this to happen. I'd so, if too. anybody wants to hire us as paranormal rangers, paranormal rangers, please know we are on. We are on it anytime. We, you you have your people call just, my people, and we'll yeah. just, which is just basically Ariel and I yeah. are my people. So just like yeah. give us a call, man. Like we'll, we'll be your paranormal ranger. Yeah, we will range the paranormal. We'll, we'll range the fuck out your paranormal. Pew, pew. <laughs> That's our tagline. We'll range the fuck out your paranormal. You <laughs> pew. Doesn't matter the range. There's a ranger for that, even yeah. if it's paranormal. It's always so, we're on call. Who you gonna call? The paranormal firm. rangers. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So we're gonna be paranormal rangers now. So thanks. Yeah, so don't even okay. worry about Peace. it. Okay. <laughs> Peace out. Have you ever in school yes. where they ever brought the hypnotist to the school and you'd have the assembly and like people would like straight up be knocked the fuck out and like the the hypnotist would get them to do shit up on like the stage or whatever, like cluck like a chicken and all that shit. Well, I was homeschooled, but the closest example I can have is church. (laughs) (laughs) So that's an example that we can leave for the audience. (laughs) That's a question for them.
world. I was just like, waiting for your cue to be like, yeah. You know, like, and I'm like, yeah, great. Oh. So I'm going to continue. And you're like, well, I was. For sure, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, so for those, Did you, did you I ever just, go to school? I'll, I'll answer the way that you want me to. <laughs> I cannot. You don't need to be anybody but yourself. Okay? <laughs> I can be my own paranormal ranger Sam. Okay. Okay. So I've been, I've been, I'm, I'm a burned fern. Okay. I've Sometimes been... the happiest, most funny ferns are the most untrusting ferns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. we we've been trampled on. We have we've little needed to be replanted leaves. a few times in our life. We have you know some leaves saying? that fell off and got brown. Okay, mm-hmm. just a little bit. We're just we're just little tiny fluffering ferns fluffering in the wind. Fluffering. <laughs> <laughs> we're just photosynthesizing as best as we can. <laughs> we're just li- living our little fern life. Um, shut up and close the door to the greenhouse, okay? Just get out of here. It's cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone into such chaos. I don't know how we got here. Oh my god. We're, we we're gonna have so many bloopers for this episode. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 